Father, thank you for the good word of God and thank you for the kingdom of God. Thank you that you lord us by the spirit. You're a king. Kings rule. And I thank you that we're shifting all of our allegiance to Christ the king. And everything else is added to us. Stuff we used to worry about. We don't worry about anymore. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you know what? I just realized I don't have an iPad up here, so I'm not able to change the slides. But uh, the first thing I want to say is on our ask, as far as eating the Word or sitting with the Lord, Colossians 3.17. I want you to eat that one this week. And everything you do in word and in deed, everything. What does that, what does that cover? What does it leave out? Nothing. So every, God's rule in your life is a totalitarianism. Surely you didn't think that Jesus came and died for you so you could be Lord of your own life. No, he didn't. He, he died for you so, so he could be Lord of your life. This is a newsflash. But Jesus thinks you need a leader other than yourself. <laughs> yeah, he's a king. And he happens to be the king that made you. And so he rules for your good. He rules for your wholeness and your health and those kind of things. Thank you, Matt. Hey, don't pet the fluffy cows, everybody. Big (laughs) tip right here. They're called buffalo. (laughs) Uh, Hallelujah. (laughs) If you're new to Grace Church, we exist to advance God's kingdom one heart at a time. You've seen the kingdom in operation this morning. When you see heaven invade the earth, when you see the Spirit of God touching human hearts, lording them, setting them free, healing them, creating wholeness and love in their spirit. That is the coming of the kingdom of God. We believe the internal lordship of Jesus Christ is God's total answer to your total everyday need. He is not a half God designed to live over half of your life. He is God. He is God. He's the center of all things. And when we uh, put ourselves at the center, everything winds up off center because nothing in the universe backs you being God. Nothing. Don't shout me down. That was a great point. (laughs) All right. I think... uh, Oh, look at that. I put this one up here instead of Colossians 3.17. Was that last week's? Romans 14, 17 last week? Well, you got two this week. <laughs> you can do Colossians 3, 17 or do Mark 1, 14 and 15. Uh, they're both awesome. So we're talking about the centrality of Jesus. And we've been on this for about 22 weeks, 25 weeks. We're just centering everything that we are on Jesus. Our world needs to see Christ the King. Because when He's ruling and reigning, it's a different culture. Can I get a witness that in the murder capital of the United States, which is Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, it's fair to say Jesus Christ is not ruling and reigning in Chicago. Well, how do you know that? Well, there's murder. So we want him ruling and reigning. We dedicated Grace Church, all of our uh, 13 acres, 15,000 square feet to uh, as an altar to the Lord that he can come and just break through here. Lord, you are welcome here. The God of the universe is welcome in this territory. We open the gates to him and to his rule. And that's what we mean by the kingdom of God. Jesus came teaching and demonstrating truth. That's the real reality. I love that. Aren't you glad we're not locked into what we see? 2 Corinthians 4.18 says we look not, look not to that which is seen, but to that which is unseen. Uh, Colossians 3.1 says to, and verse 2 says to set your minds on things above, not things uh, below. 
And then Hebrews 11 verse 27 says that Moses had faith. He overcame fear and he persevered because he had seen him who's unseen, who's invisible. We can see the living God through the spirit of Jesus Christ. He said in John 14, 21, I'll show myself to you. He's talking about by the spirit. You can see him, know him, experience him by the spirit. So, uh, Jesus came uh, also demonstrating and teaching God as our Father. And then number three, the availability of God's kingdom. Everybody say it's available. Jesus did not just preach that God had a kingdom. That's not what he was announcing. Hey, everybody, God's got a kingdom. He was preaching and demonstrating that the kingdom, the rule, the rule of this king was present in and through him. And that it was accessible for us while we're here on earth. And he called it glorious good news. That the rule of God, that God would have his way in a situation is available, present here. See, the kingdom of God is not a reward for you thrown in after you're dead. The kingdom of God is the blueprint for how you're supposed to live on planet earth. And that's under his rule. And under his reign. And, and what have we said the last couple of weeks? And it's health to you. The kingdom is health and wholeness and healing. You look better than you look, you look better with him than you look without him. Right? Because love is healthy. Peace is healthy. Joy is healthy. You say, Steve, well, you need to calm down. No. <laughs> the joy of the Lord's my strength. And when I'm strengthened with might in my inner man, one of the byproducts is wholeness and wellness. Because I'm made for the king's rule. And when I was growing up in church, I was taught the kingdom was just a reward thrown in when you're dead. No, the kingdom is present, man. You can access it. Because Jesus brought... You remember everybody will be happy over there. Jesus brought who's over there, over here, <laughs> to this dimension. So you can yield to him. Surrender to Him. The kingdom of God is not just so He rules you in heaven. It's for the here and now, not just the hereafter. God's total plan for your your total need. And the Lord told me last week, remember He said, Steve, if you're not preaching the gospel of my total rule in their total lives, you're preaching the wrong gospel. Because He didn't come here so that you could be Lord of your own life. He thinks you need help. He thinks he needs to be the chief decision maker, not you, not your flesh, not your feelings, not your emotions. Amen. That's so powerful. Because I I think sometimes we think, well, Jesus, he did it all for me. He did it all for me, Ron, so I could have a great and easy life and do the things that are in my heart to do. No, no. He, uh, He died to glorify his father reconcile you to the Spirit of God so He could govern you. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 says the government is on His shoulders. Talking about a chi- uh, unto us a child is born and a son is given. Jesus is a king. I mean, let's just, let's just super easy. If God sent you a king, isn't it possible the king is here to rule you? <laughs> yeah, but we, we don't like that. We like to self-govern. Which is a terrible idea. You're a little sovereign. You're made in the image of God. So you can govern your own life. But it's a bad idea because you didn't invent life. You don't know what's best for you. 
You want to hear something, a real, real head scratcher? When you think you're self-ruling, you're deceived. You're actually deriving rule from another dark force. Because man is not self-generative. We're branches. So you're either drawing upon the nature and spirit of God and he's lifing you and, and, and manifesting through you or you're drawing from somewhere else. And you just think it's you. More than likely it's the flesh that's trained us all too well or the kingdom of darkness. So this kingdom is here and available. Let me say this. This is a secret to human living. All mankind is meant to be indwelt, loved, and lorded by God's Spirit here. And until we become aware of this, begin to ponder it, begin to value it, reprioritize our lives around it, own this reality, and be transformed by it, we are just lost people. We don't know how life is to, live, to be lived. My goodness, we can put together an iPhone, but that doesn't mean we know how life is to be lived as a human being. Amen. See, man, it's in us to do good. We want to do good. That's the problem in our country right now. People are trying to do good, but a lot of times we can be deceived and we think something that's harmful to us and our culture is good to have Instead of asking God who knows us and knows what's right for our culture, Lord, do we need this in our culture? Should this be in our schools? Should this be in our daily lives? And, and the war is between what man thinks is good and what God knows is good. And so we get into trouble. We're well-meaning. We're trying to, we're trying to do something good. But Jesus said there's none good but God. And you can be deceived. So you need to let Him be Lord of your life. All right, something else. Let's go to the Greek word. I gave you this last week. Basileia or Basilia, whichever one you like. 932 in the Strongs. Jesus said the word church three times, all in Matthew. He mentioned the word kingdom over a hundred times. The word kingdom means kingdom, sovereignty, authority, God's rule in the world. And look at this, inside the hearts of believers, the realm in which a king sovereignly rules. Wow. I said earlier, you can rule yourself, but it's a bad idea. You can self-govern, but you need to abdicate lordship to his supreme rulership. Uh, I mentioned last week, the Lord said, Steve, if you know how the kingdom came then, you can know how it comes today. So here's a few passages on how the kingdom of God comes. Matthew 12, 28, Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So how does the rule and reign of God come in the earth? By the Spirit. By the Spirit. That's why as churches we can't kick the Holy Spirit out of church. You'll have no freedom, no breakthrough. Romans fourteen seventeen: The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And then Second uh, Corinthians 3. The Lord is the Spirit. I thought Jesus was Lord. He is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But how He lords is by the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is lording, there's liberty for human beings. So we see again, Jesus knows you need a leader. And it shouldn't be you. He came to lead you. He came to rule you. He's not here just to bless all your fancy ideas. He doesn't work for you. He's a king. So you bow the knee to him. You do what he says. Just do what he says. 
There's a way. <laughs> Let's try it. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in its end is death. But we all with unveiled face behold as a mirror the glory of the Lord. We're being transformed in the same image from glory to glory. How? By the Spirit of the Lord. Sweatless transformation. All you've done is realize He unveiled your face and now you're face to face with the Lord every waning moment and you're changing. You're changing. Not through your self-effort, but by the Spirit of the Lord. I mean, I could give you a list of a hundred do's and don'ts or I could say, be intoxicated and fully consumed with the Lord Jesus Christ every day of your life. And that will change you. I mean, I'm saving you money. Amen. I'm saving you all kinds of money and books and wellness. <laughs> you try to go buy a book to get healthy. Love is healthy. Forgiveness is healthy. Joy is healthy. Peace is healthy. Everything Jesus taught, he called himself a physician. He knows what he's doing when it comes to mankind's health and wellness. First Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but where is it? In power. What's the Greek word for power right here? Dunamis power. The miraculous power of God. It's the supernatural ability of God. Why do Christians burn out so much? Because they do it all. They, instead of letting His ability come forth through them, or their goal is just be consumed with Him, be filled, be connected all day, every day, then it's His ability. That's the river. Remember the river we talked about moves things that you can't move. So Jesus said, Truly I say to you, some of you disciples that are here will not taste death till you see the kingdom of God. What? Present with power. How can it be a reward solely thrown in after you're dead when he just told the disciples, you're going to see my kingdom? And it'll be present with? It's present with dunamis. It's present with the power of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, bingo. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Do you hear that? Here, here is what the phone said. Here, here. Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you and you'll be witnesses into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the, to the ends of the earth. Dunamis power, amen. I think I might have it on here. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. Look at this. In each of these passages, the word power is translated from the Greek word dunamis, where we get dynamite. Miraculous power, power via God's ability. Amen. See, lots of amens from that phone over there kingdom life is living in and from the power and nature of god kingdom life is living in and from the power and nature of god yeah second peter chapter one we're partakers of what his divine nature if I've got the divine nature of the almighty DNA of God on the inside of me, why would I be trying to live the Christian life in my own strength? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> the supernatural power and ability of God. When tongues came in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, fire, tongues of fire. What is fire? Fire is energy. What's wind? Energy. What's a river? Energy. If the church looks dead, we don't have a Holy Ghost. He's the life of the living Son of God radiating in and through us. Amen. And I love one of the byproducts of our union with Him is joy. Joy unspeakable and full, full of glory. Look at 1 Corinthians 2. 
Paul said, I, when I came to you, I didn't come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring you the testimony of God. I don't know anything but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and trembling. And my speech, preaching, were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Look at this. But in demonstration of the Spirit and of His power. Dunamis. Why? That your faith wouldn't be in the wisdom of men. But your faith is in the power of God. We don't need more sermonettes for Christianettes. And all this deep thinking or positive thinking. We need the power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. Jesus died for you to put the Spirit of God in you. That's why He cleansed you. And you can take His life, death, and crucifixion and say, Yeah, I believe in that. I'm a Christian. If you don't take the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the reason He did all that, you're not born again. And you'll have a gospel that lives in your head and in history instead of living in you. And that's what we need. We need the gospel living in us. The vibrant, living, joy-filled good news of Jesus Christ. I don't want a gospel that lives in history. I want a gospel that lives in the here and now in you and me. That's why He died. Go ahead and give Him praise. Amen. That's why He died. Amen. Take the Holy Ghost. Touch your neighbor and say, "Touch." take the Holy Ghost. Come on, say it like you mean it. <laughs> All right, look at this. Luke one thirty. the angel said to her, remember, he, Jesus said, Steve, if you know how the kingdom and the king came to begin with, you'll know how I'm still coming today. Don't be afraid, Mary, you found favor with God. How many of you know we don't get anything without the grace and favor of God? Behold, you'll conceive inside you a womb. Bring forth a son, his name will be Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He's a king. Everybody see it? And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Look at this. His kingdom will come and there'll be no end to it. And Mary said, how can this be since I don't know a man? So natural thinking. This is a valid question. She's not born again. So she's thinking naturally. How is the king going to come? How's he going to be manifest in me? How's the kingdom, the rule of God going to be, going to be manifested in this realm? I can't even get pregnant. I've not known a man. And the angel said, the Holy Spirit is the executive producer of the kingdom of heaven in the earth realm. You can't trade Father, Son, and Holy Bible for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You can't do that. Then you'll live solidly in the Greek realm, in the area of knowledge and human knowledge, and you'll have a lot of great principles, and that's better than most, thank God. But you need the Spirit, the governor himself, to even teach you the Word. He'll teach you the heart and spirit of it, for the law of the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life to the letter. Boy, hallelujah. Why is the kingdom hidden? Why, why isn't it obvious? Why did Jesus say things like, well, ask, seek, and knock? Why, why did, when they say, why don't you just tell them straight up, Jesus, who you are? And he said, because hearing they won't hear and seeing they won't see. Why, why do you speak in parables? And with their heart they won't perceive. Why is he saying that? Because he, the people who are going to possess the king and the rule of God need to desire to be ruled by God. Because right now in this dispensation, the kingdom is by invitation. It's not the kingdom of a demand. It's a kingdom of an offer. There's an offer on the table that he would, he would like to rule and reign and govern you. And guys, I'm, I love you. 
And I'm as guilty as the next, if I can use guilty. But this whole, whatever this gospel is in America, where God just blesses us and we're living for our own good and I got to get mine and I'm so glad I have God because He gives me this and that and this and that and this and that and you're the chief decision maker. That's not the real gospel. The real gospel is total lordship. God's total answer to your total need is that He's in charge of you. And you do what He says. Well, what if, what if they pass a law against us? Then we'll have a great prison ministry. Amen? And, and all the people who get hungry for God will run to prison and say, please let me in. I hear the Jesus people are in there. Amen? Why is the kingdom hidden? Here's the answer to the question. Because God never wanted mankind to find the truth without Him. That's the temptation in the garden is that we would become our own God. We declare independence from Him and do everything on our own, even if it was something good. Tree of knowledge of good and evil. God never wanted you to find Him, the kingdom, truth, apart from Him. So did I get through that or no? Uh, oh yeah, Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then look, the power, verse 35, the power, that's dunamis. The power of the highest will overshadow you. And then the Holy One who's to be born inside you will be the Son of God. Guys, that's a picture of you. Just like the Holy Spirit comes and conceives Jesus Christ in the womb of Mary, He comes and conceives Jesus Christ in the womb of your spirit. And then if you're willing, He'll empower you unto fullness. Unto fullness. A body wholly filled with God Himself bringing forth the Son of God in the earth. I think that's good. Let me see if there's anything in 37, 38. Yeah. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Verse 38. And Mary said, well, I need to pray about it. Well, that messes with my theology. I've heard about the Holy Spirit. What about tongues? Are there going to be tongues there? Because I'm just not sure about that. <laughs> How about this? If, if he wants me to have it, I'll take it. Total ownership. Lord, total ownership. Lord, whatever you want. You want to stick me to the back wall? Then I'll go to the back wall. You want to lay me out on the floor for half an hour, laughing and crying? I'll lay out for half an hour. Your total rule and my total being. Amen. Now, let me cover all the bases. You want me to sit quietly and listen to your still small voice and be loved on for half an hour? Then yes, I'll do it. Amen. Don't put God in a box. Let him do whatever he wants to do. That's exactly right. Every day. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's a daily walk. Do you think when he said man doesn't live by bread alone, he's talking about actual wonder bread? He's talking about just, you know, bread in general, homemade bread. Ron makes good homemade bread. What's he talking about? He's talking about man doesn't live by the things of the natural realm. <sighs> yeah, yesterday's decisions. Man doesn't live by the things of the natural realm. Man lives by the Spirit. My word, the Word of God is Spirit and life, right? John six sixty three. We live by Spirit. So he says in Matthew 6 to the church people, the, the Pharisees, he said, hey, uh, when you fast, stop looking miserable. Stop making yourself out to be like you're suffering somehow. 
Do you guys not know that I have food that you know not of? And I don't look pale. I'm not throwing dust on my face so everybody think I'm spiritual. You're presenting a great deception that somehow when a human being is feeding on God and not on natural things that now all of a sudden they're miserable. That's a lie from the pit of hell. If you feed on God every single day of your life, you're going to glow like an electric light bulb. Amen. <laughs> think about that. That's why he said that. Why, why do you make yourself look miserable when you're fasting? You're presenting a deception. Jesus fed on God at the woman at the woman at the well. John four. He said, I have food you guys don't know about. My will is to do the will. My food is to do the will of the father. My sustenance is spirit guys. And I'm not miserable. And you know what they said? Yeah, he looks pretty good. Who's been feeding him? Oh my goodness. I, is the word getting through? Are you understanding that, that the kingdom of God that Jesus preached is God's total rule over your total being? And if you'll seek Him first and you'll be intoxicated with His love. Don't be drunk with wine. Be intoxicated. You're made to be drunk with the living God. You're made to be intoxicated and full of Him. If you do that, everything else will be added to you. When you're in the river, being married gets easier. When you're in the river, raising difficult children gets easier. It's got to be better than you trying hard. It's got to be better than you trying to figure it out all on your own. Amen. So, verse 38. Behold the servant of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. In her believing, she was receiving. Believing is receiving. And so the Holy Spirit, through her consent, conceived Jesus Christ inside of her. It's no different. But don't let it be a one-time believing. Mark didn't come to church, walk the aisle, and sign a card because he believed in that split second. I believe, now I'm going to get water baptized and go to heaven when I'm dead. I'll meet Jesus. No, it's not a one-time receiving. Yeah, he received the Son of God. Christ is conceived in him, but now he's, he's a branch, so he's receiving every day the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Lord, what do you want to do today? I've been offered a new job. What should I do? Bill said he wants to take me fishing. What should I do? It's a totalitarianism. And it's the best form of government ever introduced to mankind. Let me tell you where we're at. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But know this, in the last days, difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves. Do we see that anywhere? Lovers of money. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Turn away from such people. Guess what the word power in the Greek is there? Dunamis. We have in this country a form of godliness, of religion. Even call it Christian. There's religions in this country, but there's a form of Christianity that's a religion too. And it's a form of godliness, but it doesn't have the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Christian morality. It's a good way to describe it. It's uh, intellectual head, head knowledge. But believing is not intellectual assent. Believing is receiving. Believing is consenting. To his rule. 
I don't want Grace Church to have a form of godliness and yay, we did three songs and sermonette and let's go home. Man, that doesn't work. There's lots of options for you for that, if that's what you like. I want the power of the God of the universe ruling and reigning in every single one of our lives. I want Him ruling and reigning and governing our services. So we don't know what that looks like all the time. But if He's going to have refreshing and He's going to have awakening and all that, He's going to have it on His terms. Amen? But I've been there too. Lord, I'll let you touch me. Just don't make me do that. I've been there. <laughs> Can you keep my hand from shaking? Lord, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I worship, my, my fingers shake, my hands shake. I don't, I don't know why, but I don't care. I want all of Him lording all of me. And I'm not really here to second guess. That's not my role. And then uh, turn away for this sort, creep into households and, and make captive gullible women, women loaded down with, <laughs> with sins, led away by various lusts, verse 7, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What's truth? The real reality. The unseen realm is the real reality. That's the unseen realm. And can I get a witness that we are, we are conditioned to be moved by everything we see and feel in the natural? We are not those people. We derive all we are from the realm of the Spirit where our Father rules and reigns. Amen. The Lordship of Jesus via the Holy Spirit in your daily life. And the biggest threat to God's kingdom each day is yours. You choosing to rule and reign and govern yourself. The kingdom of God versus the kingdom of self. And yet your inner self was made for God's rule. His fingerprints, if I could open you up and show you, his fingerprints are all over your inner workings. He made your inner workings for him. So if Scott's inner chambers are made for the rule of the Spirit of God, if, God cho- if Scott chooses to rule himself, he actually opposes his own good. If you rule yourself, you're opposing yourself because Jesus thinks you need a leader. <laughs> Amen. And don't be deceived into thinking you're really the one ruling yourself. Now, this is important. Self isn't bad. Did everybody hear me say that? Self. Steve's self is not bad. But Steve needs to choose one of two choices. He can self-surrender. I can take self and surrender it to the one who made me. Or I can self-exalt. And I can self-portray. And I can self-protect. And I can self-defend. You might call it self-assertion. Man is not made for self-assertion. Guess who did that in heaven and got kicked out? When we are asserting ourselves and we think it's our way and we think we know the best, you are, you are deriving from Lucifer's nature. What am I supposed to do with myself? Surrender. Give yourself to the Creator who made you. Because I told you last week, when you surrender to Him, you don't become a slave. You become free. You just surrendered to the one who made you for himself, made you for his loving rule. I don't remember who I was talking to the other day about this. He's a king, but thank God he's benevolent. He's loving. He's the best king you'll ever meet. I mean, seriously. 
He's a good king, a loving king. Man, do you believe that this morning? Matthew 19, 27. Matthew 19, 27. New Living Translation. This is actually in the Bible. It's going to shock you. Peter, of all people, that doesn't shock you, right? Peter said, Lord, we've left all to follow you. What do we get? <laughs> He's also the one in Acts ten fourteen who said, not so, Lord. <laughs> Oxymorons. Lord, we've left all to follow you. What do we get? Apparently, they left everything but themselves. Self-surrender. If you'll take yourself, it's not bad. Yourself is a gift. So give it back to him. If you'll, if you'll surrender yourself, you just surrendered to creative love. Tell me how exciting every day of your life would be surrendered and submitted to creative love. You're full of power and possibility now. The living God is orchestrating your members. He's leading you, guiding you, speaking through you. Amen. I mean, that's exciting life. You may die a martyr, but you won't die of boredom. <laughs> Whoever try, You might end up in prison, but you won't be bored. Whoever tries to save his life will lose it. What's a, what's a life? Life is your ability to self-govern. And if you try to keep it, you're going to lose your way. Because you didn't invent life. Does this make sense to you? All right. Uh, <laughs> Colossians 3.17. I've mentioned it before. There it is. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Now listen to this. The word name. Everybody say name. The name of Jesus. Say that. The name of Jesus. One more time. The name of Jesus. That, that's not five letters you tack onto the end of your prayer. The name of Jesus is his character, his nature. It literally means, you can look it up in Strong's, on his behalf, in his stead. Now let's look at it. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know what he told me? He said, Steve, you know, when you love, you love Stacy and you love your family, and you love the church people. And when you do that, so you can be like, man, I'm a good little preacher. I'm a good husband. I, I'm a good Christian. I, I'm doing what I should do. He said, you're not loving them on my behalf. He just took selfishness out of it. If I love Stacy on his behalf, what do I need in return? If I love Matthew on his behalf, on the Lord's behalf, what do I need from Matthew? What if he rejects that love? Is he rejecting me? Sharing in his sufferings, learning obedience. See, in the West, we think, yeah, I'm going to go out there and do it. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> for him. Don't do it for him. He's saying, do this with me. Abdicate ownership to me. And when you love, love in my stead. Love on my behalf. Say to them what I want to say, not what you want to say kingdom of God this is the gospel Jesus preached we lost it we marginalized it somehow God's total answer to man's total rule where here here the kingdom of God is for here it may be not of this world but it's for this world because you need a leader you need a governor let me show you the next one 
It really gets deep. Now, uh, I'm so slow on the draw today. Okay, Ephesians 5.18. I don't have it, but it says, Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're made to be totally intoxicated by Him, His love, and living under His influence. Look at Proverbs 4, verse 20, New Living Translation. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them, look at this, penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Are you kidding me? Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Keep His Word in front of you. Not just a book. He's not talking about just keep a book in front of you. Keep Him, His words. You know, every word that proceeds out of His mouth. Keep the living Christ in front of you. Let it penetrate deep in your heart and it's health to you. Love is healthy. Forgiveness is healthy. Joy is healthy. Patience is healthy. Not repaying evil for evil is healthy. And then guard your heart. And then the next one. Joshua 1.8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it and you'll be prosperous and successful. Why? Because we're made for Him. I'm just showing you these because even in the Old Testament, it was about total rulership. Now bring it to the New Testament. Here's our law. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. What does he mean? I don't, I'm not in this doing this myself. The law of the Spirit set me free from self-governance. I'm led by the Spirit now and I'm a free man. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Matthew 16.15. And he said to them, Who do you say that I am? And Peter said, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. You'd think everything was perfect after that, right? The disciples have hold of the greatest knowledge ever known to mankind. Jesus Christ is God's redemptive invasion of us. God has invaded in goodness and kindness and redemptively. You're the Christ, Son of the living God. Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood. Didn't tell you that. My dad, who's in heaven, told you that. And I say that you're Peter on this rock. I'll build my church. Man, the gates of hell won't prevail. We're rocking and rolling. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bound on, uh, bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. That would be pride. And whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. That's love, joy, peace, and all the presence of God. Verse 20, Then he commanded the disciples, Don't tell anybody that I'm the Christ. And from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples and tell them that he had to go to Jerusalem and he was going to suffer from the elders and the chief priests. And help me, Holy Ghost. Priests and scribes. And they're going to kill me. And be raised the third day. And Peter, who led in the great confession, the great revelation, is now going to lead in the great rejection of everything that Jesus Christ is and stands for. Peter took Jesus aside and said, he rebuked him. Far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. We don't want them to kill you because then they'll kill us. We've left all to follow you, Lord. What do we get? Self-protection. They expected him to ride into Jerusalem, right? Overthrow the Romans. They were even picking out the chief seats, the, the two best seats. Because <laughs> they thought the kingdom was natural, physical. 
Make sure you vote. Make sure you follow, you know, politics as the Lord leads. But don't put your trust in men. And don't think for a second God's going to use the natural systems of this world to somehow flip the script. He's got a system. And it's the rule of God inside every human being. The Spirit of God lording you, leading you, and loving you every day of your life. That's the government that will save America. Woo! Come on, Holy Ghost! Yeah, 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 yeah. So... He leads in the great confession. And then he leads in the great rejection because we've left all to follow you, Lord, except ourselves. Because I don't want to lose me. It's okay. Peter has a self. But what should he do with his self? Surrender it. And find out what? How good, perfect, and acceptable God's will really is. Not my will, but Thine be done is the coming of the kingdom of God, ruling and reigning human hearts. So Jesus turned to Peter and said, the worst thing any human being has ever heard. Get thee behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me. Why? You're not mindful of things of God. You're mindful of the things of men, the natural man. The natural man will seek to save his own life. And by doing so, he'll lose it. But when we abdicate rulership to the Spirit of the living God, we find life. Amen, somebody? And Jesus said to his disciples, If anybody wants to come after me, let him deny himself, man, his own interest. Take up his cross and follow me. For whoever tries to save his life here will lose it. Remember, what is a life? You don't know what your life is. Life is your ability to self-direct. Life is your ability to self-govern. If you try to save that power, you will lose your life. But if you lose your life for him and his kingdom, you'll find it. What profit is a man to gain the whole world, lose his soul? What would a man give in exchange for his own soul? My goodness. Isn't that something, church? In Matthew 6, when he said, seek first the kingdom, verse 33, all these other things that the Gentiles worry about. When he says Gentiles, you know what he's saying? People who don't know God worry about food and clothing and shelter. (laughs) People who know God seek first the kingdom and the heavenly realm, the spirit realm. We move from the spirit to the natural, not vice versa. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. One last one. Uh, Matt, you guys can go ahead and come. Ephesians chapter 3, verse uh, 8 through 13. Mm, Let's get that. Let's go to 16 through 21 if I can find that one. Look at 16. This is the Passion Translation, Ephesians chapter 3. This is my prayer for us all week long. I pray that He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of His glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. You don't know who you have on the inside of you. Supernatural riches. Explosive power. And then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ. Everybody say life of Christ. The life of Christ. What's a life? The one directing. Okay, so the governance of Christ directing you will be released deep inside you and the resting place of His love becomes the very source and root of your life. Wow. Stand with me. Isn't that powerful, church? What a prayer. This is right in the Bible. You can pray this every day. Pray it for your family. Pray it for yourself. Pray it for your enemies. Amen. I mean, 
My goodness. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, we love you. We love you. We welcome your rule and reign, Lord Jesus Christ. We welcome your rule and reign. Oh, my goodness. If you, church, if you want all of him lording all of you, I want you to lift your hands. Really think about it. Really, don't do it if you don't mean it. I mean, really, I want, Lord, all of you lording all of me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we surrender. We yield. And let them now be filled in their yielding. Let them be full in their surrender, God. Let them be completely filled up to all the fullness of God, which is what this passage goes on to say. Hallelujah. Filled, 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 filled. All of you, lording all of me. All of you, lording all of me. Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I turn. This morning I turn all the ownership rights of what I thought was my life over completely to you. Your spirit, your word, and your lordship. Father, I repent for trying to save my own life. But now I see. I was blind. But now I see. I am made for you. I am made for you to govern me, to light me, and to life me. And so, Lord Jesus, here am I. I belong to you fully and completely. And, Lord, you belong to me. We love you. In Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. 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 So be it. So be it.